Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Hello, it's Patrick Ray here, and I just returned from a trip to the East Coast where I went to cannabis conferences in both New York City and Toronto, Canada. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what it was like to visit those two financial hubs of both countries uh, as it relates to cannabis. So on Monday, IMN hosted their IC3 Institutional Cannabis Capital Summit in New York City. Uh, IMN is an institutional investor forum co-founded with the help of MedMen's founders to drive investor interest in the cannabis industry. Uh, so uh, one question we often get asked is, what is institutional capital? I thought I'd explain it really quickly. Institutional investors are you know, a group that includes banks, insurance companies, pensions, hedge funds, REITs, Investment advisors, endowments, and mutual funds, uh, you know, generally they act as intermediaries between individual investors and companies. Often they have significant investment scale, pulling large sums of capital, and then uh, charging investors a fee to source, negotiate, place, and manage those investments. Institutions are the opposite of retail investors, um, those individuals buying and selling stocks through their brokers and online trading platforms. And often they can invest a longer on a longer time horizon because they are institutions and not individuals with uh, who have primarily uh, two uh, parts of their uh, wealth life cycles uh, accumulating and consuming their wealth. Uh, so uh, it was a bit of a different type of conference. Uh, the IMN IC3 conference, uh, who was in attendance, a lot of hedge fund uh, managers. Some representatives from big uh, financial institutions like JP and Morgan, uh, but generally those folks were looking for jobs in the cannabis industry. Um, and then many of the publicly traded Canadian LPs had uh, representatives there walking around talking with investors. But I think what was notable was that a fair number of the attendees, a significant number, were financial consultants, investment bankers, and and high finance job seekers. So. Uh, it was very interesting. This uh, is definitely uh, something that has changed in the last six months. I'll talk about a little bit more later why. So uh, the event, uh, how was it? The content was pretty high level financial content, but honestly, I had 12 meetings prearranged during the day, so I wasn't in the sessions. They did have a really nice portal on the website to connect with other attendees ahead of the conference, and uh, that is always very welcome. I don't understand why conferences don't have that for all uh, their attendees at all conferences. Um, the networking was really good. I, I made a note and uh, said uh, to a couple of friends, you know, it felt like every meeting 
Uh, I could have started out with, uh, so do you want six to 8% in options or warrants to raise money? And uh, most of the meetings would have uh, probably, uh, I would have cut it short. Uh, they're just a lot of investment bankers wanting that six to 8% to raise capital uh, and options or warrants to cover the upside. Uh, but hey, it's New York City. That's where you should expect. Uh, organization, the event was really great. Location was excellent. It had really nice amenities for all the attendees. Um, you know, I was thinking who might benefit from attending this conference in the future. Certainly, I think later stage companies would, raising north of 10 million. Uh, public companies, even better. Uh, startups probably aren't a great fit for this conference, but if you work the room really, really well, you might find a handful of investors who are going to want to invest directly in your company. Uh, so when is the next one? Uh, the next event they're going to host, the IC3 group's going to host, is uh, May 9th and 10th in Los Angeles, 2019. Uh, perhaps by then, the California cannabis industry will have settled down a bit. Uh, but uh, if you want more information, you go to www.imn.org. So that was the New York uh, one day. Uh, it was good to see some familiar faces, uh, connect in with uh, our partners at the ArcView Group and um, uh, meet some new people. Uh, the next morning, I flew to Toronto for the Caner Global Cannabis Private Investment Summit, uh, formerly known as Canna Brunch. And, um, you know, this is an investor summit for family offices founded by Noah Connor. She is truly an unsung female founder in the cannabis industry, created a lot of great events, a good series, and we've uh, been to a few and we'll be going back. So uh, what's a family office? Uh, that's a common question. A family office is a group of people or one person who is going to manage the wealth of a uh, individual or family because they have so much they need a almost uh, full-time or completely full-time and individual or staff to make those investments and manage them for them. Uh, so who attended this conference? Primarily, it was high net worth individual investors, representatives from family offices. There were a handful of VCs, uh, many that were thinking about getting in the space, but very few that were actually investing. And then a good number of Canadian LP representatives. Again, it was Toronto, so it was in their backyard. Um, I didn't see representatives from the major ones, but they were sort of the middle tier uh, LPs were present. Let's talk a little bit about the content. You know, the content was much more granular and specific at this conference. Um, some discussion as to when and how Toronto authorities would crack down on illegal dispensaries. So there's some local content. Uh, the answer was uh, very nicely and uh, with plenty of forewarning. Uh, the Canadians are just super nice people. Uh, there was some discussion also around uh, investing in the ancillary products and services versus touching the plant. Uh, they talked about returns on real estate. Uh, and then there was a lot of uh, discussion around the Canadian LP investors. So I thought I'd go a little bit deeper into that. You know, share prices for the top Canadian LP public companies were falling uh, while we were there. I think there was a 15% drop the day before. Um, and talk was about a correction the investment strategy that got you there here today won't get you where you want to go tomorrow was sort of a theme. Uh, so uh, folks were starting to talk about other options uh, for investment. And, uh, you know, primarily investing in the U.S. Uh, was the uh, focal point of that conversation for the next wave of growth in the cannabis industry. 
the good opportunities still exist in Canada. They're, they're much harder to find than before. Uh, you can't just buy every publicly traded LP in Canada anymore and expect a return. Um, you know, there was also a bit of discussion about who's actually funding these IPOs and these public offerings. Um, you know, primarily retail investors are flooding into these public uh, listings in Canada, not more sophisticated institutional investors, which was a point that was reinforced over and over and over again. Um, Canadians, uh, they're great. They've done really well in this boom, and now they're looking for new opportunities. So it was a bit of a tone shift up in Toronto. So Noah's going to be producing her next event in Fort Lauderdale on February 26th in 2019. It's a great time of the year to be in Florida, and depending on how Florida's legalization uh, movement develops, this could be a really good event. Uh, be a really good event anyway, but it could be a really, really good event if we see more movement there. So uh, summing up, you know, the trip to uh, cannabis investment conferences and these financial capitals of both the U.S. and Toronto yielded very different experiences. Um, you know, in Canada, the investors have experienced quite uh, an arc in uh, investment in return and are now looking for the next arc. And the U.S., the investors are waiting for theirs. Uh, but uh, the sharks are starting to circle now. And they see opportunity to provide services, uh, financial services that bridge the gap between companies raising capital and sources of capital, uh, the classic investment banking one, too. Uh, it used to just be a few investment bankers in the industry that we'd see at events, you know, folks like Viridian Capital, Mazakali, Golden Eagle Partners. But that has changed and changed dramatically in the last six months, which is probably being driven by the uh, headlines that everyone in uh, the financial circles are seeing about the Canadian licensed producer raises. So um, one thing that uh, wasn't overly discussed was the profitability of existing businesses in the U.S. that touch the plant. Uh, there's just this big movement uh, towards acquiring speed and scale, speed and scale. That's what we heard over and over in New York. Uh, so how can you acquire more licenses in the United States and have quickly and have uh, businesses at scale. Um, you know, I think that the, the profitability is going to be something that is going to be a struggle for these multi-state operators or MSOs as they're becoming uh, coined. And, uh, you know, with time and legalization, that will fix itself, we hope. Uh, but that is still unclear. Another thing that wasn't discussed as much was the farm bill and hemp CBD legalization. You know, we see that as a great opportunity for investment in the next year. Uh, if the farm bill does pass and hemp and CBD become legal, that is going to unlock a lot of institutional capital and present a new set of opportunities for businesses in the United States. And then the third thing that wasn't discussed as much, but I did hear and have a couple conversations about it on the sidelines was the uh, uh, deal fatigue. Uh, so what is deal fatigue? That is invest uh, a declining or waning investor interest in public market offerings up in Canada. Um, you know, there are still companies raising money, but um, I wonder, and I think the, the crowd was wondering how long that's going to last. Um, you know, I think the in all, the trip was a good one. Uh, man, a lot of good contacts, a lot of investors. I want to tip my hat to the organizers of the event, uh, the events that I attended uh, there in New York and Toronto. Um, looking forward to Arcview 
Las Vegas in November and then MJ Biz uh, Expo and Conference in Las Vegas that week of November 11th to the 16th. Uh, for now, we're going to put our heads down here at Canopy Boulder. We're in week five and we're working with the teams uh, pretty intensely on operations and uh, HR. Uh, we have uh, a lot of work to do and uh, we're having a lot of fun. So uh, if you have any more questions, uh, please reach out to me at Patrick at CanopyBoulder.com. I'm happy to take your questions and uh, see what I can do to help you find the answers. So thanks again for listening and I uh, look forward to uh, having you uh, on listening to the next podcast uh, that we'll release shortly. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.